0: Hello, and welcome to the latest podcast from The Lancet, HIV. I'm Francesca Toei. In this February podcast, we will be discussing a study about the dynamics of HIV in transgender women in Rio de Janeiro, Brazil. Joining me today from Brazil is one of the lead authors of the paper. Hello, and please can you introduce yourself?
1: Good morning. I am Beatriz Greenstein, and I am an infectious disease physician and researcher at Fundação Oswaldo cruz Field in Rio de Janeiro, Brazil.
0: First, please can you tell us a bit about HIV in Rio de Janeiro and the key populations affected and whether Rio is a special case in Brazil and South America or typical of the region?
1: So Rio de Janeiro is the second largest city in Brazil and the second city in the country in regards to number of AIDS cases. The city mirrors the country epidemic, which is a concentrated epidemic among key populations, such as gay and other men who have sex with men, transgender women, crack users, and female sex workers. So these populations that I mentioned are the key populations for our country epidemic, and Rio de Janeiro just mirrors the country epidemic and have these key populations. Prevalences among these key populations are around 5% for female sex workers, 14% for men who have sex with men, 6% for people who use drugs,
0: and 5% for crack users. Transgender women are recognized as one of the key populations in HIV programs. What are the factors that make this group of people particularly at risk of HIV?
1: So individual level risks are necessary for the spread of HIV, but they are insufficient to explain the extraordinarily high prevalence of HIV observed among transgender women in this study. So the interplay of several HIV risk factors is more likely to explain the high population-specific HIV epidemic among trans women than are individual level risks alone. Many trans women engaged in condom sex could be in the context of economical survival and identity affirmation as investigators of other studies of trans women have described. Additionally, transgender people face multiple stigmas, might use substances to cope with this discrimination and stigma, which can result in increased risk of HIV and substance use before or during sex is an independent predictor factor of condomless receptive anal sex in trans women. Trans women suffer inordinate discrimination and violence because they are seen as transgressing gender norms. Discrimination and violence related to gender identity are key factors explaining why trans women have higher rates of mental health disorders, substance use, and HIV than non-trans women. Fear of HIV infection, stigma, and uncertain access to medical care and low perception of personal risk are among the cited barriers to HIV testing. Without knowledge of their HIV status, trans women cannot benefit from early treatment, which is universally available at no cost for all individuals with HIV infection in Brazil through the public health system.
0: What are the challenges in setting up a study such as yours in a community that is frequently marginalized and stigmatized?
1: One of the biggest challenges doing research with marginalized, stigmatized communities is trust, which impacts participation. Like in other places around the globe, trans women in Brazil face extreme discrimination and violence from many people, including law enforcement, family and partners. Trans women also have little access to trans-specific health, and when they have accepted care in the public health system, many have been mistreated and underserved. These experiences, rightfully so, make it difficult to gain the trust of the community. For our project, we relied on the trust trans women have of each other. A small group of well-networked trans women in the community with whom we built a trusting relationship were asked to recruit their peers to participate. And those peers were asked to recruit people they knew in the community and so on. This is how we achieve participation of a large number of trans women in a small amount of time. The process for recruiting the initial seed was done so as to be inclusive of folks with different gender identities, races, colors, socioeconomic statuses, and age. Prior to the study, we convened focus groups discussions to vet the naming of the project to determine appropriate language related to gender identity for the survey instrument and to ensure that all study procedures were sent to the needs of the participants. Three members of the community were part of the study team in charge of study implementation. Once we have analyzed study data, we convened a community town hall to discuss study results with the trans community members. We also addressed strategies and challenges related to the dissemination of study results to the trans community outside those presented at the town hall. And we also refined and wrote our analysis with trans community input.
0: What would you say are the most significant findings of your paper?
1: There are several. Overall, 29% participants had no previous HIV testing. HIV prevalence was 31.2% and 7% were newly diagnosed as HIV infected. 43% of the trans women newly diagnosed as HIV infected reported a negative HIV test within the previous year. Newly diagnosed HIV infections were associated with black skin color, being travesty or transsexual, having a history of sex work and history of sniffing cocaine. We found that more than 40% of trans women newly diagnosed with HIV had a negative HIV test in the previous year. These results suggest that had pre-exposure prophylaxis been available during the year before the study, then these HIV infections could have been averted as well as future infections derived from those infections. Efforts to enable this vulnerable population to access HIV prevention interventions are of utmost importance. These prevention strategies need to take into account the specifics of low-income and middle-income countries, such as barriers to health care, high engagement in sex work, high levels of violence and transphobia. HIV prevention strategies should be urgently tailored for these most at-risk trans women. And our findings also reinforce the structural context of social exclusion and marginalization surrounding trans populations, leading to high vulnerability to HIV infection.
0: Given the high burden of HIV in transgender women, what do you think can be done to address this?
1: So increasing the access to HIV prevention and care for all key populations, including trans women, is critically needed, coupled with interventions aiming to reduce discrimination that creates vulnerabilities within trans women communities.
0: Well, thank you very much, Beatrice, for joining us today and speaking to The Lancet HIV.
1: Thank you very much for the opportunity to talk about our paper.